Welcome back to the Spiritual 9 to 5 podcast, where we transcend our work in the 9 to 5 through the mundane itself. Because the mundane is where the magic is. It's where true transformation occurs. And I'm your host, Marie Groover of The Corporate Psychic. Today in this episode, I am jamming on how to replace your busy life with a meaningful one instead. If this episode resonates, share it with just one person, like text it to them. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating. It matters so much to me. If you are someone who is constantly running low or out of time, if you feel like your calendar or your obligations and responsibilities are ruling your life, if you observe that you're constantly complaining about not having enough time, you may not be living big enough. I wrote this in my notes app on my phone back in April. I was listening to a Mel Robbins podcast, and I think that Mel said, quote, if you are really busy, add in something more meaningful, and it changes everything. And a light bulb went off for me. I surf a lot. I love to surf. My entire life is dictated by the waves, and if there's a swell and the wind is good, I want to be in the water. I will find any way possible to be in the water. When I worked for Microsoft, I rescheduled meetings, I took time off, I worked odd hours, and it wasn't uncommon for me to email my entire team and literally say, the waves are firing, I'm going to be inaccessible for the next four hours. Contrary to popular expectation, my work team was super supportive. Actually, it inspired others to put themselves first in new and unconventional ways, and it created really healthy team dynamics where people didn't feel guilty for prioritizing and doing what brings or what brought them joy. And ironically, we all got more productive. We all got more shit done. And we all became super understanding and super willing to step in and support each other whenever requested. If I couldn't move a meeting, I would say, hey, Margaret, the waves are really good. And you know this material like the back of your hand. Can you lead this meeting for me? And she'd say, of course. And then later she would be like, hey, Marie, I'm going to a yoga class. Can I put you as the contact for headcount if any emergencies go down or quick actions are needed while I'm offline? And I'd be like, yes, because... When you are doing something you love and you need to reschedule something or step away from something to be doing that thing you love, if other people also know what it feels like to experience joy in a pursuit or activity, they will not only understand, but they will support you. This is especially true if they have been supported while doing the thing that they love too. But this is rare because one, we don't often feel comfortable asking for what we need let alone for what we want. Therefore, it often feels easier to say, hey team, will you cover for me? My kid is sick and I simply can't be online or totally present. It's harder to say, hey team, will you cover for me? I want to surf. That is, I want to go have fun and I have a window. Can you pick up my slack? This is not so easy for a lot of people. All of these thoughts and feelings rise up like, Why should I get to have fun while Margaret's working Um, and other things? And if you think things like this, you're not alone. And you probably also would think, why should I cover for Marie? No one covers for me to have fun. 
And this is, I'm talking about work, but this also extends to friends and family as well. If you're someone that knows what it feels like to do the thing that you love, you're much more likely to be understanding when a friend can't say meet you for lunch or can't do the thing that you had planned because something that they enjoy has come up. And it doesn't mean that they don't enjoy maybe spending time with you. Um, And the same thing is true of like when I'm working on something really big and important for now for my business, but even then for Microsoft, if I was really into it, it's not that I didn't want to do it. It was just that the waves were good and I knew that there was a window, right? Like I wanted to do both, but there was a priority for the other thing. Just because there's a priority for one thing doesn't mean that the other thing doesn't matter. And by the way, I'm also speaking to you, moms, mothers, who caretake your children while dad goes and plays golf or fishes or maybe grabs a beer with a friend after work. If you have a story in your head that no one covers for you while you do fun things, that um, dad's the only one that gets to do fun things, that you don't get to do fun things, or that you don't have the time to do fun things, or that you have too many responsibilities, so of course you can't prioritize fun things. Have you ever tried asking for what you want? Have you ever tried prioritizing the thing that you want? Have you ever tried prioritizing figuring out what that thing is if you maybe don't know what that thing is that you want? And I'm not here to shame anyone. Actually, I want to normalize and validate each of you who may be listening and thinking that you don't actually know what it feels like to prioritize what brings you joy. Um, If you're thinking that you don't actually know what it feels like to be supported while you're prioritizing what brings you joy, aka for someone to cover for you so that you can have fun, aka for someone to be excited and want you to go have fun in your life. Because here's the thing. Our culture loves, honors, and encourages guilt and shame for experiencing joy. We think it's irresponsible, at least here in the U.S. We praise people who are self-sacrificial, who sacrifice their desires and even their needs for others, for, quote, responsibility, for, quote, the greater good, et cetera, et cetera. And so many of us have neglected our own desires, the things that bring us joy, the things that actually matter to us in life. So many of us have neglected them so much that we don't even know what they are anymore. And I'm not talking about the things that are supposed to matter to us, not the things that are acceptable that would matter to us, but the things that truly matter to us. And if we want to live a truly meaningful life, Spoiler alert, I'm so sorry, y'all, but it also has to be a joyous one. Because when we are doing something that truly matters to us, we will feel and experience joy when we do it. It will be worthwhile. It won't be a duty, but a desire. Not a surface level desire, not a should, not a have to or a need to, or an arguably productive or meaningful experience by someone else's definition but a true desire from within our own heart. What we tend to do in our culture and in the society, again, at least in the U.S., is pile on a massive list of things to do that don't really matter, but that could be argued as productive, which could be argued as productive towards something that could also be argued as meaningful. But the question is, Does it matter to you, that list of things that you have, every single thing on it, does it matter to you? Is the pursuit meaningful to you? Not does it feel good when you check off all of the things on your to-do list, but are they meaningful? 
if the answer is, if it's even I don't know, then it's not. If you have to think about it, if you have to think about, does this matter? Is this meaningful? It doesn't matter. It isn't meaningful. We tend to do this thing where we fill our calendars past full with shit that we really don't care about. And then we complain about not having time. When you are clear about what you love, about what brings you joy, about what you desire most, about what is meaningful or matters to you, even the hard things for that desire become desires themselves. If you truly wanna run a marathon and you can connect your desire to run that marathon to something greater, AKA what it would mean for you if you did it, then I bet that even on the days that you don't feel like running, there'll be a little flame inside of you that wants to run. Next time you feel moved by something, next time you want to achieve something, rather than making a work back plan and filling your calendar with obligatory steps, not that these things are bad, by the way, because they do help us get things done, but rather than starting there, I invite you to take a few moments and connect yourself to the desire itself and to the why, to the meaning behind it. Why does this matter? What could this mean for you? I read this quote the other day, I think in Gay Hendricks' book, The Big Leap. It says, you will never have enough money for the stuff you don't really want or need. And I'm going to take that and say, you will never have enough time to do the shit that you don't really want to do. If you find yourself constantly complaining about not having enough time or money for that matter, then you are probably not spending your time or resources in a meaningful way in a way that matters to you. Woo, shots fired. (laughs) But I have an example that may help illuminate what I mean here. I kind of hate that I'm using surfing again because I know that not everyone relates to it simply because surfing is like an addiction. And if you haven't experienced the addiction, you really can't understand, or at least from my experience in working with and talking with and being really close with people who don't have the same addiction, um, I don't know that you can understand unless you have something that you're like really, really fiery and passionate about. But I'm going to use surfing again because this is a real life example from a client of mine. So I have a client who is a senior director in an important field at an important company who learned how to surf maybe two years ago. And upon discovering and falling in love with the sport, her entire life changed. This weird thing happened where she added in something new that she loved to her already busy schedule, aka surfing. And she completely shifted her entire schedule to accommodate this new love of hers, which let me remind you, nature is fickle AF. For my listeners who don't surf, you cannot schedule a surf session for 2 p.m. on a Tuesday, even if the swell report says that you can. You have to wait and see, and you have to go when the waves say go because there might not be waves at 2 p.m. on a Tuesday. And sometimes there might only be a wave for 30 minutes, like a boom, a storm passes over and suddenly it's clear and clean and glassy and perfectly sized. And I kid you not that if you sit on that for too long, you can and likely will miss your surf window. We have these things called tides that are constantly shifting and changing. So we have like optimal tides. We have winds that are constantly shifting and changing. So there's optimal winds. There are all these factors. And when they all come together, to form the perfect or the potential for the perfect session. If you're a surfer, you know you can't sit on that. 
And this is what I love about surfing, by the way, because when you fall in love with a sport like surfing, that can't be scheduled, that can't be pushed to the side, that really can't be saved for later. You literally can no longer justify the things in your life that don't really matter anymore because you you can't clean your whole house and then expect that the waves will still be good. A lot of my clients and a lot of my friends and probably even you do this thing where they will completely finish the list of quote responsible things before they allow themselves to do the thing that they want to do, even if that thing is also a self-nourishing or responsible thing. So what I mean is I have multiple clients who will clean their entire house before they sit down to write or develop their business plan or practice yoga. I have clients who will spend two hours on a morning routine for self-care before they will touch the work that matters to them. Where when you look at their list of priorities, self-care is actually second or third or fourth on their list of what really matters in their life. We are constantly pushing to the side or saving for later the thing that we want and we're justifying it by things that we quote need. I think part of this, by the way, is that we think if we clean the house, finish our work list, do our self-care routine, et cetera, et cetera, that when we do those things, we will deserve to have the treat where the treat is the thing that we actually want and want to prioritize. But the thing is, Living the life that you desire is not a treat. It should be a given. That should be a baseline. It's not true that if you surf before you do your skincare or clean your house or pay your bills or log online to work, that you won't do the things that you need to do. And in fact, it is true that if you do the thing that you want first, you will actually have more energy to do the things that you have to. And you'll actually do those things with more joy and excitement and enthusiasm as opposed to resentment. And it is also true that if you do the things that you think you need to before you do the things that you want to, there is a real high chance that you will have run out of energy or time to do the things that you actually want, which is then where that whole complaint comes in of, I don't have enough time to blah, 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 blah. So the thing that you want gets put on hold for another day. That day turns into another week. That week turns into maybe another month or another year because you don't have enough time for it, because you didn't prioritize it. But back to my client. The senior director added in a new, big, time-consuming, fickle sport to her already busy and demanding everyday life. And that sounds like it would be stressful. Juggling meetings, people, events, home life, friends, etc. But actually what her experience was is that it was easy because her love for surfing illuminated all of the things that actually didn't really matter in her life. And she let them go naturally, by the way, not in a forced way. She didn't sit in front of her calendar or responsibilities list and say, okay, X, Y, Z over here feels draining. I'm not going to do it anymore. No, she just stopped making time for shit that she didn't want to do. And she started finding more and more time for the stuff that she actually did want to do that actually did light her soul on fire. That made her feel alive. And then before you think, oh, that's great, Marie, but I can't do that. This really crazy thing started happening in her life where she started noticing that all of her desires across her entire life were just being met by the universe. Like one thing after another thing just started lining up. A role that she had been pining for opened up in a new company and she got a call asking if she would be interested with a massive raise. An acquaintance turned friend 
asked if she wanted to be business partners in a venture that excited the crap out of her, something that she had always dreamed of, just like landed. She found her people, she found community in a deep and connective way. More of what she wanted started to appear in her life and the things that were once high on her priorities list of obligations and responsibilities fell away. And by that, I mean the things that were not serving her disappeared. And her life didn't fall apart, y'all. She didn't like neglect any parts of herself or her work or cleaning the house or whatever you think we need to be doing or we think we need to be doing as human beings. Because the more that you can live in the present moment, bowing to what is calling to you, to what is alive in you, to what you desire, the more meaningful and fruitful your life will become on every single level. And the more you can actually get done with less, things start to take care of themselves, things that were never your job to hold in the first place. It's not irresponsible to do the things that you love. Actually, it's quite the opposite. If you don't feel like you have time, find something that brings you genuine joy. I promise you, that you will make the time, that your life will transform, that you won't have to think so hard or work so hard or juggle so much, and it is not selfish. What is selfish is being too busy to do the shit that you love and too busy to show up wholeheartedly with the people that matter. And it's actually killing you to live and work this way. And listen, we all do it. So I'm saying this with so much love. This past year, I have been so focused on my business and doing the right thing for my business that I totally lost sight in so many ways on what brings me joy and what I did this for. And you know when I caught myself? One of my best friends texted me to see if I wanted to surf, and internally I got annoyed. I felt slightly angry and even frustrated. The thought that went through my head was, doesn't she know how busy I am, that I'm working on building my business and that every moment of my time matters? What in the fuck, Marie? I literally set myself up for a life of pleasure and growth. I live at the beach, not just at the beach, but on the beach so that I could surf. I built a business that supports me and that grows me and that stretches me, but that also gives me the flexibility to surf, to spend time with people I love, to explore, to experiment, to have fun. And part of my business doing really well, I have learned, is for me to do those things. And so in that moment, when I felt my body stiffen, when I felt the frustration, when I had that thought, I checked myself and I asked myself, what do I want? And what am I actually prioritizing? What do I want and what am I doing? I want freedom. So why am I acting like a slave to my business? I want to deepen the connection with the people in life. So why am I acting like it's a fucking burden? I want security. And I literally already have everything that I need. So why am I acting like it's not enough? If you are too busy, if you are frustrated with your life, if you are even slightly unhappy with where you are right now, I want you to ask yourself, what do you want most? And how are you spending your time? You might even say, what matters? And how are you spending your time? If the way you are spending your time is not actually needle moving or fully immersed in the thing that you want most or the thing that matters to you or the steps to get you there, then you aren't ever going to get there because you're not even chasing a moving target, but you are spinning in circles while your target is like over there to the left shining in the sun. 
Brianna Weiss made an Instagram post today that said, maybe you don't need to find more energy. Maybe you just need to find a dream that makes you actually want to get up in the morning. Maybe you need to find something that gives back more than it takes. Maybe you need to stop trying to be good at a hundred things that do not light up your soul and finally choose the one that does. The one that asks you to risk, to lay your heart bare, to try again, even though you're scared. You're not failing because you're not motivated. You're not supposed to get far on a path that was never yours to walk. Now, if you have found that dream that makes you want to get up in the morning, but you don't know what to do about it, or you're or you are doing the things that you believe you should be to get to where you want to go, and if you feel like you just aren't making progress, let's talk. Over time, I've learned that this is my sweet spot in working with people, and I've just opened the ability to book an ad hoc session with me called an Akashic one-to-one. It can be an Akashic records reading, it can be a coaching session, it can be a blend, and it's super affordable. We go really deep, and if nothing at all, you will feel deeply reassured, or maybe you'll realize that there's a course correction required. And now, I will take one from Aristotle. If you want to live a meaningful life, spend more time doing things with meaning. By the way, this isn't a quote. This is just me uh, (laughs) riffing on his Nicomachean ethics. He says, if you want to be a virtuous person, do virtuous things, right? So what I'm saying is, if you want to live a meaningful life, do meaningful things, but things that mean something to you, not things that you think should mean something, not things that mean something about you, not things that other people think matters. Do what you desire. Do what you think is meaningful. If you want to live a meaningful life, stop being so damn busy. This is your life. Your life is happening right now as you listen to this which i don't take lightly by the way so what are you doing how are you spending your time it matters thank you for listening to this episode of the spiritual nine to five podcast hosted by myself marie groover of the corporate psychic it is my honor to have you as a listener and it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with someone you know that would get down with this work. If you haven't already, like and follow the podcast, leave a five-star rating, and don't forget, I'm leaving social media on June 8th, 2023, so anything that you can do to help me spread the word about my work or about the show matters so much to me. Thank you for being here, and have the best day.